And hello, look, 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 you can't keep me down, okay? I'm going to come back at you with a podcast eventually. That's just what I'm going to do. I've been off a little bit. I've been sick. I was in Las Vegas. I got the flu. I want to talk about this Bikram weirdo. Have you seen that, Doc? Uh, you know, silver water, Apple watches, uh, the uh, physical activity report for Canadians. I got lots to talk about. Let's go. Who's a fat boy? I can't believe we're back. Episode 46. Guys, we're getting close to episode 50. My goal, because you know how tough this podcast has always been for me to record, is to get to 50 before the 2020 ball drop, baby. That's what I'm going to do. I'm really feeling good about it. Um, I'm feeling a lot better now. I uh, Since Thanksgiving, it has been a nasty spell of being sick. I had a terrible sore throat, and I... I, you know, my wife got uh, the flu and I, for some reason, didn't get it at that time, but I think that my body was just fighting it because it's immaculate. My immune system is, is a frontline Canadian army and all of a sudden I had this, this sore throat and I had it for almost 10 days or something like that. I thought this was just me now. I have to count every time that I swallow. It is complete hell, but I guess I just have to get used to it. Uh, but turns out it wasn't strep. I did get tested for it. And then, uh, I went to Las Vegas. Okay. I thought I was all better. Everything was good. I went to Las Vegas for my first time with a couple of friends and, uh, wow, that's a, that's a weird place. That's a weird place for people to go, for people to live for. It's just, uh, it doesn't seem real. It's immaculately clean if you're walking around outside, but also if you go into the casinos, it's still a place where you're allowed to smoke and you are allowed to drink absolutely anywhere in the casinos, outside the casinos, on the streets. I, it was really starting to get to me because I'm so used to in Canada, especially in Ontario, where we don't, you're not allowed to smoke inside anywhere anymore, you know, and you get used to that. So my lungs were not used to it. I can't, you know, going to Las Vegas, I started to feel... I had that sore throat coming back again. And I, it was just a little bit, but I was like, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. And hopefully it goes away. And uh, sure enough, by the end of the trip, it turned into a full-blown flu. And I just had the worst last day of Las Vegas I think anyone could really have besides, I don't know, anyone who's been murdered there or lost all their life savings, which I think is a daily occurrence there. Um very trippy place. Uh, I'm really glad that I got to cross off my bucket list. I don't know if I'd go back. I don't have any real urge. I'm not a big gambler or anything like that. Maybe I'd pass through it if I came back that way and saw the Grand Canyon and the Hoover Dam. Those are things I'd like to see. There's a lot of cool stuff in America. As much as I hate that country, I hate everything that it really stands for. There's a, There are a lot of good people in that country, you know, and there's a lot of cool things that you can see there. And Las Vegas is one of them. It's something I think everyone needs to experience, you know, whether you like to gamble or you don't like to gamble. It doesn't really matter. But coming back from Vegas, had uh, took a red eye, had the flu full on, come, like I was getting a fever. There's, it, I don't think there's, leaving Vegas with a fever, man, it really messed me up. 
because for days I was just thinking about like, I felt like that city poisoned me in some way. Uh, I, I just, uh, just, an, I hate flying. I don't know about you guys, but I friggin hate the whole process of flying. I don't, I'm not worried about crashing. You know, that, that's, uh, something I'm, sometimes I look forward to the, the fact that I might be able to crash. Uh, but it's everything else. It's the security. It's the disgusting planes. What, what is it about planes? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, WestJet. I'm talking to you, Air Canada, the, I think, only two Canadian airlines that we have in Canada. Why can't you clean the trays? Why can that not be, even if you don't do it after every flight, you know, you're flying a plane two, three times a day, whatever. Why can't you have a cleanup crew that goes in? You know, you can have four to six people. They go in, they blitz it. They get antibacterial wipes. They get Lysol spray. I don't give a shit. Why can't we get them to go in and clean that stuff? Why does it have to be a disgusting bacteria trap that they say is more dirty than the washroom there? I just don't get it. It's just so gross. I bring active antibacterial wipes onto every planet. Yeah, I'm, I'm crazy like that. But I tell you, it feels a lot better once you wipe down all that shit. You can use your tray and hopefully not get a staph infection or, I don't know, jock itch. <laughs> I don't want to get jock itch from a plane. I feel like that's a, that's a possibility. So one thing I want to talk about, with the last thing I want to say about Las Vegas, um, it was a really cool trip. And... We were supposed to go see Penn and Teller, the magicians, the Las Vegas magicians, and uh, they had to cancel because one of them had a surgery or something like that. Really sucks. Really wanted to see, but it was really the only thing I was interested in seeing show-wise there. We ended up going to some cowgirl titty show. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. It was just so bad. And I, I, they were free tickets. Thank God I would not pay the $65 American that you're supposed to pay, I guess. <laughs> would not have paid for that show. It reminded me, it was like, uh, it just was stupid. It was stupid. But uh, speaking of Penn and relating into the, the fitness aspect of this podcast, now, several years ago, Penn Gillette, that's the big motherfucker, the six foot seven guy, not the, the, the quiet one. He went on a potato diet. Now, I've always heard about this and I always thought like, what the hell is he doing with a potato diet? There's just not enough nutrients in potatoes to survive on. So he ended up losing like over 100 pounds. I think he was 322 pounds, six foot seven. He's a big guy. Uh, but I, I can imagine him living in Las Vegas. 90% of his heart was blocked and that's why he did this diet. And he, I, I thought there was something a little bit more magical to why he he chose potatoes, but he literally, and you know, I, I quote here, he chose potatoes because it just was the funniest word. He could have done beans. He could have done anything. He just thought potatoes are so stupid and funny. Uh, so he, he ate just potatoes for two straight weeks. And then he started to factor in veggie stews and, and um, you know, some, some, other proteins, hopefully, because that's the big problem when you do these kind of mono diets, right? Is that you're not getting enough protein, you know? And I know we're, we're used to just yelling at vegans about not getting enough protein, but idiots like Penn, who eat just potatoes, they also don't get enough protein. Very important, very important uh, nutrient for the body, you know, for pretty much everything, hair, skin, tissue, 
you know, gotta have protein. That's why we're always yelling at the vegans, right? When they're, when they're, when they're eating their lentil stews. So, um, <laughs> the one thing that I do like about this, he, he ended up losing 75 pounds in three months, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and he does say like, if you're getting medical advice from a Las Vegas magician, you are making bad life choices, which is true. No one should be looking at Pendulette and thinking, oh, this is what I should do. You know, um, it just seemed to work for him. And it's just a, a kind of fasting diet, I guess. Sure. Uh, I, I feel like potatoes just bloat the hell out of you. You know, uh, I remember going to Ireland and meeting my family and... I felt like uh, I felt like I was slowly turning to Jab of the Hut with potatoes. So uh, I don't know if I would do the potato diet. I will get to my own fitness update, guys. I'm feeling good about my uh, fitness right now. The weight is coming down, and I'm feeling good. Um, so I just want to say that uh, you know, and don't listen to Pendula. Don't listen to me. Uh, yeah, it sounds enticing to lose 75 pounds in three three months, but uh, it could be very unhealthy for you, and you should uh, maybe get a physical before you do something that stupid just to make sure your body can handle the strain. Uh, did you guys hear about this Bikram guy? Bikram yoga? I didn't know anything about this guy. I didn't, you know, like I've heard of different gurus and stuff of yoga. Uh, I didn't realize that this guy's been huge since the 60s, and it going mainstream in in the United States. Now, and I, we're talking about yoga because uh, it's fitness related. Uh, you, you can get a really good workout. Uh, it, it's, you know, intense stretching and holds in a very hot room where he, he would, uh, this Bikram character, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, it's this doc on Netflix right now and it's called, I think it's called Bikram and it's called like Yogi Guru Predator which is hilarious. Uh, I, I don't want to give away too much. You should get to know this guy with this documentary if you don't know who he is. But he's uh, still going, apparently, doing his thing. He's not in the States anymore, but this guy is uh, just a... Uh, he just lies about everything, and he's a, a rapist and a megalomaniac. He, Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and he's like in his 70s now. And he's still doing these uh, teacher courses and stuff for to, to make people learn his yoga, which he just stole from like the first person that taught him yoga, which is hilarious. He thought like, ah, it's in India. No one's ever going to know. I'm going to just take all this shit and make my own. And then like one guy's like, oh, I actually have the book of everything that you are teaching people. And uh, I'm going to publish it just so that it fucks with you a little bit, which I uh, thought it was hilarious really fucking weird. You know, I've, I've done yoga a couple times. I've never done the hot yoga. You know, when Bikram's doing his classes, he's got two air conditioner vents blasting at him. So he's not, he's not feeling the heat that the torture that he's putting everything through. I thought like, that's a red flag already. This guy's, this guy's, ah, it's frigging weird. He's just, uh, I will say this about Bikram. I thought that Fraser Crane in the first two seasons of Fraser was the most confident man with a skullet. But this guy is super confident and his skullet is just as wild as you you can imagine. No one with a skullet like that should be confident or think they're sexy or think that they can manipulate women uh, into doing things. 
<laughs> uh, very strange man, just uh, doing yoga in a speedo, and you know, tied up into a. I'm going to say it's a sumo bun. You wearing a sumo bun? Bikram, if you'd like to call into the podcast, I'd love to talk. Uh, I'm sure everyone's coming up to you now and being like, hey, man, saw the talk. Oh, that was really good. Uh, what's it called? Guru yeah. Predator. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, man, that's on Netflix, man. You can't run. You can't run from that shit. You can run from country to country, Bikram, but you are on Netflix now, baby. And uh, everyone's going to be coming up to you in your classes. <laughs> I saw that doc about you. Is this shit true? Uh, stay away from me, you creepy man. Another weird thing about Netflix, too, that, you know, and this is, the, you know how I always bring it back to the fitness here. They're going to test and start speeding up, giving you the option where you can, like, play Netflix shows, movies at a faster rate. Because, you know, binge watching is such a thing now where people have to sit down, they have to watch a whole season of The Crown or whatever. And so they're thinking, well, why don't we get more clicks? Why don't we make more money with people funneling it faster into their brain? And, you know, it's just like, I, I hate to quote a bad movie, but I just keep thinking about Batman Forever and the Riddler. Isn't this what the Riddler did? Is he just like sucking our thoughts out of our heads while we, we couch potato? You know, that was really before, that movie was just before the dawn of the internet, the crazy part of the internet where it got wild and open and uh, title title wave horrific batman forever guys check it out it's not good it's not good but you get to see jim carrey and tommy lee jones the only time in their lives they will ever act together uh <laughs> uh there's a couple things because because i have been so sick uh, with the with these flus and the colds it's been terrible it really the, the flu you know, I don't know, should I have got a flu shot? Was it that strain? You know, everyone everyone who doesn't take the flu shot is like, well, you know, they, they don't even know what strain it is. You know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel here. A, a, a barrel barrel full of flu. Flu barrel. <laughs> um, so that's the, that's the one uh, reason that most people who don't take it uh, decide not to, to keep taking it. I guess I'm one of those people. I just think that... You know, it's to protect uh, older people and kids, though. So, you know, like I understand, you know, you got kids or you're around elderly people a lot. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's funny how resistant we are to the vaccine. Apparently, you can get sick from it, but it's not you don't get the flu from it, but you can get you can have side effects. Your body can try to fight it in a way which can give you a fever and, you know cough, mucus, whatever. So I guess people get pissed when that happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like how, how much is this, is this the, is this going to be the norm going forward for so much things because of the internet, because of Google and everything else. And Hey, I, I, I Google a lot. Um, we just, we're just not trusting doctors anymore. And you really can't to a point. I think you, you have to trust yourself. You have to look after your own health and you have to get second opinions when you're not satisfied because most of the people in my life who have died from cancer, it's because they were misdiagnosed by a doctor 
far majority of people. So sometimes just hearing, eh, yeah, it's, it's this, it's that, take this, take some antibiotics, you know, maybe it's not enough. Maybe go to another doctor. That's what you got to do with your health now. <clears throat> so when I was taking, when, when I was sick and I, you know, we're getting into that sick season. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I was at my brother-in-law's in my uh, sister-in-law's cottage and they were like, oh, I, I take silver water. I've never heard of this. Have you ever heard of this? Silver water, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is, uh, it's a mineral supplement and it contains, you know, trace amounts of actual silver. And it was uh, useful before we discovered things like antibiotics. It seemed to be something that was helpful into, you know, killing bacteria it attaches to the membrane, apparently damages it, kills the bacteria. But people, it's like a magical elixir. It's a magical elixir that people uh, seem to believe in. That I, di- I didn't know anything about this. And I'll talk about two things. So we tried it when we got sick and didn't really notice anything. Don't think it did anything. People swear by this stuff. There's some people that make their own colloidal silver. I don't know how they do that. I was watching this clip. And I don't know if it's the algorithms or what, but a video popped up for me of an interview that Oprah did back when Dr. Oz was just a just a, a keen keen guest on the show. And they had this guy on. He was completely blue. His skin was blue. He looked like a fucking Smurf. And it wasn't body paint. It was from the colloidal silver. This guy was making it himself. He was drinking it. He made it for a friend who was sick or something, and then he started taking it too. It, it's, it, it, his reasoning behind starting is very weird. He's like, well, I wanted to make my friend feel better when I took it. I was like, what? <laughs> who does that with medication? Uh, <laughs> or any kind of supplement. I'll take it too. Do you feel better? And he started, he loved it. It helped with his acid reflux apparently. And then he started, you know, like people put it on burns and their, you know, skin problems and stuff like that. Apparently does wonders. This guy was <laughs> putting it all over his body. And he th- he says it wasn't from me ingesting it. It was from me putting it on my body and my face that dyed his skin blue. So now his skin is permanently blue, this guy. And apparently every cell in his body is also blue. Like every, I think if you opened him up, he'd be blue. (laughs) So that scared the shit of us right away. We dumped the colloidal silver down the fucking drain. Okay. We're not, we're not fucking around with this stuff because there's no proof that it's effective. Okay. So it's, you know, it's another placebo probably. A lot of people, you know, swear by it for pretty much anything. Even AIDS. Some people are treating themselves with colloidal silver for HIV and AIDS. I mean, when you have something like that, or you have Lyme disease or emphysema, you know, I guess I would try anything. Why not, right? (laughs) But it can really fuck with your organs, apparently. It can get, like, the silver doesn't get filtered through your kidney, so it just like deposits in your organs. 
your, your liver, your spleen, your kidneys, your muscle, your, your brain. And then, you know, I guess if en- enough people, if you have enough of it, that's what can lead to the bluish looking skin that first appears in your gums <laughs> and uh, can fuck with the mel- melanin in your skin. It's just like, what the fuck? It just seems like it's not a good idea. And the, the big thing that doctors say is like, okay, I understand why you use it, but, but you know, you don't need, you don't need to do this anymore. We have antibiotics now. But then there's like a big movement against drugs on the internet using medications. Everyone's getting well. Now there's bacteria that's uh, antibiotic resistant. Like, you know, I guess I gotta go back to the colloidal silver. So eventually we'll just all take colloidal silver and we'll be fucking Smurfs running around. Like this guy looked like fucking Papa Smurf. He even had white hair. It's fucking crazy. I just, uh, you gotta, I don't know. Maybe I put too much trust in people. I know, I know that uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I know, they, I know they mean well, but I should have looked into it before I talked. But I was so desperate with the sore throat, and my wife was so desperate with the flu that we thought, why the hell not? So we took like you know five days. We took you know three teaspoons. So that's in me now. I've got silver in me. You know, I'm probably gonna get flagged at the airport every time. I'm gonna be waving that wand. <laughs> right around my belly silver belly i've got the silver belly it's me clicking uh that's me knocking on my silver belly uh so yeah that's out i'm not gonna do that anymore it's just like with oregano oil my wife if there was a magic if there was something that she would stand up on a a soapbox and profess uh, a magical elixir for it would be oregano oil and i'm not fully sold on it i do think that it helps if you use it right at the first moment you feel a symptom of being sick, but I do not believe it does fuck all when you are sick and getting over a cold. I don't think it does anything. I think it just tastes like shit. I think that's all that (laughs) oregano oil does. Okay, guys, you know what? I, uh, I got a fitness update and I made a dumb song for it. Okay, so I made this sting quite a while ago. (laughs) Now hearing it, it sounds like I grabbed a sting by its scruff and threw it down the stairs. Uh, (laughs) If you, you know, sometimes sometimes my stings are are hits and sometimes they're misses. I don't know if I love this one. Might have to change it up. But you know what? It just gives a little bit of a um, uh, a fun. Uh, poke of fairy dust to the whole fitness update. So here's my fitness update, guys. I'm at 217 right now. I'm one pound away from where I was back when Podcast Fat Boy started in 2014, early 2014. I got back down. I've lost almost 15 pounds since the summer, since I went through that horrible experience and, you know, a big part of it is I just don't drink as much anymore. I think I was medicating quite a bit with alcohol to get through this terrible year that I had the year before. Not doing that anymore. I mean, simple things. Like, I, I have stairs now. I have to walk upstairs all the time. I can feel it in my legs. But also, I'm exercising way more. I'm at the gym. I'm working out. 
I'm playing hockey again and I'm starting to feel good back on the ice. I don't feel like I'm dying after every shift. So what do I need to do? I probably need to stop eating so much, you know? It's just like, especially when you work out, it's really hard to not like I, I I just went on the exercise bike last night for like 35 minutes. It was late too. It was like 10. So I got off at like 10, 30, something like that. And I just got so hungry. And I was like, God, I just wanna I just want a tortilla with peanut butter and jam. You know? A little PB and J tortilla. And I scarfed that down. And I had a, a tangerine. And you know, it's fighting that urge. It's like you hear the furnace is on and it's burning. You know, have water, drink water, have a protein bar, that's it. But I can really pile on the calories when you feel them burning, you know? It's like your body goes into panic mode, right? Doesn't know what's going on. It's like, whoa, what the fuck is this? I've been so used to being sedentary for so long. Now you uh, you want to... <laughs> Now you want to burn all this nice stock of fat that we've made? What you are throwing me mixed signals, Matthew. It's my body. That's my body's voice. So I am feeling a lot better. I'm feeling a lot stronger. I'm gonna to go to the gym today. I'm gonna to work out. I just had my 35th birthday. I got lots of stuff to sort out before I move back into uh, our own home next year. But one thing that my wife got me for my birthday that I've been re- resistant to get because they're so damn expensive and I thought, do I really want it? Would I really like it? And I was a little intimidated by it at first, but I got a Series 5 Apple Watch. You know that I've always been a, a Fitbit guy. I've had three different Fitbits in my life. That was enough. It, they're hideous watches. They're so ugly. Like maybe the top of the line one, you know, the one that looks the closest as an Apple Watch is is okay, but they're they're ugly. They're ugly watches. They look like a like I'm on house arrest, and I've got an anklet on my wrist. So I've got this Apple Watch now, and it's got these. It's constantly in your face about the activity that you do. It's got these three activity rings: one's for exercise, one's for moving, one's for standing. It's constantly yelling at you to get up, stand. You need to stand every hour. Go, go walk around for a minute. If you're not, <laughs> you know, it's bad if you're getting that one. The exercise, you know, you get on the bike, you're just doing 30 minutes. All, all it's saying is do 30 minutes of exercise a day. It's not trying to kill you. You close that ring out. The movement one I'm having the hardest time with, which I guess is the steps, because I don't, you know, I work from home. I don't walk a lot. So my steps are way down, and that one I, I've had a difficult time closing. But it's uh, I'm just trying to get the calories, right? It's all by calories. Fantastic. I love this watch. I, I'm someone that needs to be constantly kicked in the ass by certain things. I, I like apps that, that I can click on and keep track of things. So I am all for the Apple Watch. Uh, and I think, it's, I think it's already making a big difference with my fitness, now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to go out and get a fitness or, you know, get an Apple Watch. They're very expensive. But if you're someone that's really struggling to get going, this will this works way better than the Fitbit 
I find. It's worth the money. It's worth the extra couple hundred bucks or whatever it is, you know. You can go swimming with it, whatever. It's great. Love it. So, yeah, I'm going to keep keep uh, working hard at my workouts. Uh, and I got to focus on calorie intake. I got to find a way to to breathe it out. I don't know. I don't know how to go around it because it's uh, you eat too much at once. Like I'm starving right now. I have only had a couple pieces of toast. I'm going to go and have some pho because I'm pho in the fridge. But before that, guys, let's talk a little fitness news. Please hang up and try again. Fitness news. <laughs> another another hot sting. Another hot sting. Just uh, I am. I am not in the Charlotte Bucket Studio. I am in an office. I am recording on my awesome mixer right now because you guys deserve it. You know, I'm looking at the listens. I'm still getting lots of listens on the podcast, which I really appreciate. So I wanted to put a little bit higher quality one. I want to put a couple, a little bit of music. We're just up around 30 minutes right now. Do not worry. I know that's a little bit longer than I usually go, but it's been a while. I've had some things to say. It's always on my mind. We're going to get to episode 50. If I get to episode 50, I'm going to rent out Massey Hall. We're going to do a live podcast recording. I've got connections in the news right now, something that caught my eye, kind of what we've been talking about in this, this episode a lot, being sedentary, not moving, a rock, you know, sitting. Canadian adults earned a D on physical activity on their uh, activity report card. Apparently, only 50% of Canadians get more than 7,500 steps a day. And only 16% do a moderate to vigorous workout of uh, 120 to 150 minutes a week. So no one's working out. Everybody's sitting. And we're starting to see that you know our death rates are going down. Or, well, the death rate is going up. We're dying more. The age is going down, which is, they've been saying for years, kids aren't, aren't as active as they used to be. They're playing Fortnite. They're eating lots, drinking pop still. It's terrible. So, working from home, and the big reason that podcast Fat Boy exists is because I work from home. And it has led to this sedentary lifestyle where you can work all day and you don't really move much and you're sitting in a chair, you're getting no exercise. But this is the way the world is going, working from home, right? We don't have the infrastructure in cities for people to constantly keep driving in and working in the cities. Have you driven into a big city like Toronto? It's a fucking nightmare. Have you tried to park in a city? There's no parking. There's only condos. And I don't even know if the people who buy condos in, in, in these cities work in the cities. They might leave the city. I don't know. Most of them are empty. A lot of them are empty. 6% of all homes in Toronto are empty, which is a foreign investment. But we can't look at this like we have to eradicate working from home because I do think 
it's just the way the world's going to go with the speed of the internet and the population and the traffic and the pollution. We can't, we, we have to make this work. So we can't, we just have to make some changes, you know, from working from home, get a standing desk, have a piece of your day where you go for a walk, you know, go for a walk around the block a couple times. It feels like walking does nothing, but it does everything. It's so important. We have to create these little pockets. We have to, we have to put more of an effort forward. So, I don't know. That's just, uh, that's kind of, you know, th- that's what I'm working on. And I want you guys to work on it too. If you work from home, get out of your house. Go for a walk. I don't care how busy you are. You got to go for a walk. And then from there, you can move up, you know? You'll start to get a little bit of a taste for getting your heart going. And, you know, I've been talking for 33 minutes. That's pretty much where I want to end it. Episode 46. Holy shit. 47 coming up. Maybe next week? Huh? What do you think? Episode 50. I can't wait. I see Hall, baby. All right.